Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Power Podcast. It is just me. It's Britt. And today's episode is Shoot the Shit with Britt. I just wanted to try something different and we're going to go, we're going to go for it. And maybe this will be a monthly thing, a quarterly thing, but you guys let me know what you think about it. Um, you know, this is our third season and we have a lot of great things to look forward to and to talk about a lot of interviews coming up, but I was feeling, um, I don't know, it's like the buttonista right now talking to myself. And if you guys don't listen to the buttonista, please do. Taylor is amazing. She just, she's my, uh, weekly podcast listen when I need a good laugh and just to um just to you know wipe out all the noise that's going on in my life but um with this one guys I wanted to kind of focus on a little bit of wellness it's a big month for awareness between breast cancer awareness and domestic violence awareness and um I wanted to talk about something that's really, really important to me, which is called the Enneagram. And we're going to get into that. And I really want to share and open my heart with you guys of what has helped me and um, helped my family and helped our team with a new way of learning about ourselves and growing. And that's one of our core values is growth. So I wanted to get deeper into that. But before doing so, before we shoot the shit. Um, I wanted to give a little brief intro of myself, especially for those who are new listeners and um, for those who have been listening and might not know, just a little brief um, history of myself because I feel like we need to recap sometimes um, with new listeners, new members here at the gym. uh, And I'm all about being able to provide you know, just more clarity on why, you know, like who I was years ago and why I, why I got to where I am right now. And, um, let's get into it. So where's my, gosh, I miss my, uh, I miss my significant other next to me. And that's not Joe. That's actually Relly asking questions and talking back and forth to each other. So this is new. So bear with me. The last time I talked by myself on here, I was crying, but we're not going to be doing that today. So a little bit about myself. I am actually from Voorheesville, which is right out right outside of Albany. So I really say I'm an Albany native. Albany, as a lot of you know, if you listen to some podcasts or heard me talk about it, that it's you know very very uh, just. I have a lot of uh, history with Albany because of my family. We you know the Lombardos. We did own the restaurant Lombardos on Madison Ave. And um, I went to UAlbany. I was an athlete, played softball there, and uh, you know I was a three-sport athlete at, in Voorheesville. So um, I come from a very supportive family, and uh, you know both you know just my you know just my parents, my sister, my brother, and then my extended family. Predominantly women, though, and this is why I feel like I have such a. Um, just a strong connection with women and always wanted to really represent women in such a positive way is because of my upbringing and seeing all the women surrounding me who are so strong and have overcome so many struggles. So, um, yes, went to U Albany. I thought I was going to be a, you know, a math teacher and coach and that, uh, you know, that quickly changed when I went to grad school at Temple 
and uh, shout out to Philly. I love my my Philly, uh, my Philly crew and everything about Philadelphia. I went to Temple for grad school for sports administration, and then I worked in the Villanova athletic department. So, um, you know, when I moved there, I was what, 21, 22 years old. And, uh, I was running the student athlete services in the athletic department. So I was really, uh, you know, my, at that time, my boss, who was the associate athletic director was on her way out to retire. And so she gave me a lot of, um, just a lot of control and power of what I wanted to do. So that's like where I had like my first opportunity to start program development and, you know, given the opportunity to say, Hey, can we do this? Can we do this? Started with all my ideas and my vision. And, you know, I've always been a team player. I've always been a leader on all my teams. I was always like, you know, a captain and, you know, yes, I got those MVP awards and I was always wanting to win and trying the next best thing. Um, but I was never the best. Like I said, I got MVP awards, but I actually, I think I got more sportsmanship awards growing up or like the all-star team, never like MVP of when, of when we won States for basketball or MVP of the softball tournament. You know, it was always because I was always picking up the slack of other players. I was always like utility with every sport was soccer too. So anyway, um, this is what happens. I go down tangents and rabbit holes. So let's, let's stay on the path. Uh, so with all of that, like just my mentality and my skills was team oriented, very social, um, you know, just constantly focused on results, always goal oriented, you know, always wanting to achieve, achieve. And, um, when I was at Villain, when I was at Temple, I was in grad school full time. I was working full time and at Villanova, and I was working part time as a um, as a bartender. So I was very very busy. Always used to being busy growing up, and that later I'm finding out that it was like not a great thing of how I dealt with a lot of my hardships. But that's when I uh, first experienced hardship with my with my parents getting a divorce and a lot of. A lot of stuff came out when I had just moved there. I was like month one in Philly and I had no one. I didn't knew no one there. So um, I had to quickly learn how to cope. And how I learned to cope was just submerge myself into work, stay busy, stay busy, and um, party. <laughs> I partied when I was in Philly. I had some fun. And, um, you know, I, I was, but I was always just doing great on a professional, on a professional side. And personally, I wasn't great. I, I gained, oh my God, I was 175 when I moved back to Albany. I was, you know, offered a position as the um, athletic director at Albany Leadership Charter High School for Girls. It wasn't built yet. So I moved back here before it was built. And to be a, you know, I was 20, 28 years old, 27 years old. And I was able to, again, be in a position where I could just have a vision again of this is what I want to do. This is how I can design this program and build this school. And, you know, at this time I'm still, you know, dealing with some hardship from my family after all these years, wanted to stay in Philly, but did not have a career opportunity that I loved. So yeah. So I sacrificed, came back here and, um, then I met 
my uh, oldest daughter, Bria's father. So I was around almost 30 at this time and I was the athletic director. And that's where I, um, again, was personally not in a great spot. And this was carrying over from everything that happened to my family. And I never dealt with it the right way or seeked help or found the right resources to help me overcome all of the hardship and the trauma that I dealt with that it continued to when I met Bria's father, I stayed in an abusive relationship physically, mentally, emotionally. Oh my God, my palms are sweating right now. And yeah, I don't really talk about that much anymore because I feel like the beginning of the business, I really was open about it and talked about it a lot, but I don't like to just dwell on things I've overcome. I've moved forward, but that really was, um, the turning point in my life when I knew I had to make another change, but the change I made was professionally, not personally. I think I'm going through a therapy session right now. <laughs> so I'm not, these are not even in my notes. So, um, you know, that change I made, that transition I made was to go back to college again. I already had six years of education and was doing well financially. But when I became pregnant, that's when I moved in with my mother and I knew I needed help emotionally, mentally. Um, but I ended up leaving as the athletic director and went back to Hudson Valley to be an ultrasound tech. And, uh, I was actually, I did everything they told me to do. I needed like, uh, anatomy and physiology one and two. I needed physics. So I needed a couple classes, but I also needed my hours at the, um, in the hospital. I hated it. Oh my God. More power. I say it all the time, but more power to people who work in the hospitals because that was not for me whatsoever. And, uh, I was actually put on a waiting list for the program, the, the program at Hudson Valley. And so I was just figuring out what is plan C at this point. I was applying to all sports jobs and recre, you know, recreational jobs in the, in the area. Um, and it looks like a huge cut in pay. I mean, I wasn't even, I mean, at this point I was on food stamps. I was using WIC. Um, it was very humbling experience. And, um, that's when at that point when Bria was one, this was 2000, January of 2015. That's when I was just like, okay, I am in school. I am up all the hours of the night, you know, between taking these tests and working at the hospital, bartending and waitressing at DPs and Yonos. I have like three jobs and um, what am I doing this for? So I started taking care of myself. And that's when in the, in the basement, my mom, you know, spent probably 10 grand on redoing that basement for Brian myself. And um, I started working out. And, uh, and to clear things up, I'm just going to say it out loud. Guys, because <laughs> there's always like talk out there about this. But I just want to, I'm a very honest person. You guys know that if you ask me a question, I'll be straight up with you. I went to metabolic as a, I went to metabolic as, as, um, as just a customer, Kirsty and I were best friends and I was never worked there. I wanted to work there. I wanted to be a trainer. And that really did light my fire. That was like, that was the turning point of like, okay, so I was going there for a couple of months, but I knew I couldn't one afford it to keep up with it. Cause I was a single parent. 
And um, I love what I love what they did there, and I still do, and I'm so proud and happy for them with all their success. Um, so no, I never worked there, uh, and. I guess that's a blessing disguise because then I started working on my basement, doing the Kayla It Signs workouts, my body changed, my mentality changed. And then that's when I was just like, okay, maybe I should do this in my mom's backyard. So let's fast forward. We all know I started the business in the backyard and then it went to the cheer facility, which full circle, I love seeing my baby girl, Jada, just doing all her gymnastics there now. It's so cool. And they have been killing it too, Triple Threat All-Stars, um, just seeing their growth as well. So, and then we went to Vitrano. So brief intro about me, went through a lot. And where I'm going with this is that, as you can hear, like I was always just overcoming and trying to find myself, trying to find myself and going through the hardship in my 20s with my family. And then in the 30s with Bria's father, and getting and being strong enough to get out of that and to put that restraining order on him and to close those doors and um that's but I still never really dealt with the whole issue in front of my face. So you know, as I'm building the business, I realize like I'm finding new friendships and then and distancing myself from my closest some of my closest friends um, there was just balance, just wasn't finding balance. And that's where we go into just growth mode. And the past couple of years has been a major change in my mindset and my productivity, um, of finding that balance and finding a solution to my, um, just emotional and mental and physical well-being all around. You know, we've all heard of the Myers-Briggs. We've heard, we've talked about the Clifton Strengths, but it wasn't until I was listening to a podcast and I heard of the word Enneagram and how this couple, and this was, um, this was like a, a fitness podcast, but it was this couple that have a gym and they gave the Enneagram, they took the Enneagram with each other and how they work together and, and I was like, what is this all about? And that was the moment, the turning point in my life. It, God, how long has it been? I can't even tell you how long it's been, but I have been so fascinated and submerged into this new approach. And I want to share it with you guys because I talk about it all the time. And this is the platform where now I can share it with more people because it's helping more people. It's helped me so much. It's helped me be a better parent, a better colleague, a better leader, a better partner. Um, and I've given it to so many people that in, in my circle that I want to give it to more. And, and, and this is not to put you or put anyone in a bubble or be labeled. There's no bad type. So what is the Enneagram? The first thing that comes to my mind that I think of is balance. And all the other tests I've taken or given to my team to take, they've all been super helpful. However, the Enneagram is a whole other aspect. And uh, let's, let's get into it. Um, so what is the Enneagram? It's a test that categorizes personality into nine distinct types. So there's nine different types. 
Okay. And there's also this really, really cool symbol that explains this. But first, each of these nine types is characterized by a belief that informs how we see the world and others. So it's very, I mean, let's, okay, Brit, stop. Just keep reading this. (laughs) The different types are also interconnected and can represent growth or stress based on how how they are connected. The test informs you of your type's insecurities, motivations, key personality traits, and core values. And then the test can help you in the workplace, personal development, and in relationships, like I said before. So which test can you take? I paid for the tests and I paid for all of the tests for my staff just because it's more accurate, but there are free ones. If you type in Enneagram, Um, we'll put some resources below in, in these notes as well if you're interested learning more about it. And you can also just search uh, right on the podcast to give you more, you know, more insight on it. So, um, what I love about it and I'm a very visual person. Um, so represent it's represented by a symbol and it's a circle with nine points surrounding that circle and it has arrows connecting the numbers. So these area, the arrows are for direction of growth and stress. So they give you a, an idea of how you act and how you react and how you cope during those times of stress or challenges and times of growth. So for example, I'm a type three and during times of stress, you'll see an arrow go to type six. Um, but it's much easier to follow it on the diagram when you're learning more about it. So also in this symbol, there are tri- there's three triads. So the three triads are gut, head, and health. And these are your expressions of energy, like how you lead more or how you express yourself and where your energy flows. So, um, so let's see the numbers. I'm not looking at the diagram, but I'm pretty sure I know this. Um, it's eight, nine, one. So types eight, nine, one are your, are you, you know, you lead with your gut. Um, and then I'm sorry, you lead with your head and then two, three, four with your heart and then five, six, seven with your head. I think I said that wrong. So gut is eight, nine, one, and then two, three, four is your heart. And then five, six, seven is with your head. That is correct. So I am a type three, the achiever. And when I took the test and then when I started researching this and getting more in depth and learning more about myself, and then I, once I started learning more about myself, then I found my new therapist, um, through, a podcast and it has been wow just I'm like a completely different human being uh all around and um I am like extremely grateful for this new approach so the achiever I am the achiever so the achiever type three is defined by their desire to be significant and to distinguish themselves through their achievements to others threes appear confident ambitious and goal-oriented. They are unsure of their innate self-worth and look for validation through their accomplishments. Yep. Deepest fear, three's fear being insignificant or a failure. Oh my God, yes. To cope with this fear, they look for ways to win in life. Yep. Reassuring themselves that they are valuable. Oh my God, yes. And their core motivation, type threes are motivated by a need for attention and admiration. They they strive to be successful and significant to avoid feeling worthless. So that is just a couple points for the type three. And then 
when you get deeper into learning about the type three, you, you learn about your Enneagram wings. So for example, there is, so my, if I'm a three, there's a wing two and there's a wing four. So where am I more dominant in? So wing, so a three wing two dominance is more outgoing, serves others and has strong social bonds. A three wing four dominant is more focused, works towards personal growth and professional success. So, so interesting because when I started my therapist, she said, what is your, you know, what is your dominant wing? And at first I was like, oh yeah, definitely a two, you know, definitely a two. And then the more I have gotten deeper into it and more sessions, I've more recently, especially in the past year, am more four. And these things change and they're always going to change. But this is the beautiful thing about the Enneagram is that there's no right or wrong. There's nothing that's, that's bad or good. It's just who you are and how you, and, and how your personality reacts towards certain motivations and um, other situations in life. So, you know, how do you use it and how do you use it? It's up to you and it's how you want to use it, how much you want to use it. Um, I follow tons of Instagram profiles and Relly and I laugh about it all the time because she'll send me some and she's like, yep, there you are. That's her you. That's definitely you. And then I'll send her, I'm not going to tell her type because we're definitely going to get back on here and talk about it more on a professional side and how we, um, all took the test and how it's been so such a great tool for helping us lead and learning how to communicate effectively with with each other on a leadership side so you know professionally it has helped communication it has helped leadership development it's, it's helped drastically I would say improvement of like our motivations and productivity you know as a team um, so it was you know recommended to it's always been recommended to me from my coaches to continue to give my staff and my team tests and how to, you know, how to understand them and be able to um, just learn how to communicate effectively with them. Everyone's different. Uh, so that has been really helpful for myself. Um, I will give a great example. Um like an unhealthy, they, they, you know, they talk about with Enneagram, like, you know, during times of stress, during time when you're healthy or unhealthy, but an unhealthy me is always working, doesn't put my phone down or, or even doing something around the house all the time. And it puts a lot of pressure on my employees. I know it does. They feel like they always have to be working like me or working extra, extra hard or, um, all the hours. And, um, and I know that, I've been very aware of that and I totally believe in work-life balance. Um, but I know that unhealthy me can definitely be a neg can negatively impact my team because I'm always like, it can, it comes off insensitive. It totally does. Cause I'll be like uh, something, maybe for example, someone be like, Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I didn't, Oh, I didn't take a nap today. I'm like, Oh, poor you. I've got four kids and I can, you know, and you should be doing this. Like that's sometimes my, you know, my response will be like that instead of being compassionate and sensitive, like, oh, okay. But you know, at the same time, then there's me was like people these days are a little weak, but see, there goes me just talking about the unhealthy part of me. And <laughs> it's, it's the worst. I always, and that's the thing. Like I can 
compare myself and all my struggles I've overcome and then say, I was working three jobs and a single mom and doing this and you guys can't handle this. Like, I don't say that out loud, but I'll say it in my head. And I'm saying it out loud on here because I'm calling myself out. I am holding myself accountable and it's something I'm really working on um, just to find a better balance and um, making sure my team and my staff are healthy and find balance themselves. So it has been very eye-opening for my team to take the test, type themselves out, and we're going to definitely go into that. Um, one of the biggest things I do want to share what is the personal side of this Enneagram. And it has, oof, why am I getting emotional? It is so, so, it is, I can't find the freaking words. Um... I mean, obviously my family is like, we're a blended family and it's very chaotic and we're going through custody and there's a lot of things that is just like out of our control. And for those of you that, you know, know me or have listened or watch my stories, I, you know, I put it out there. I love sharing my family and all the good things. And there's so many tough things that we overcome too. And I don't necessarily share that, or I don't know if I'm allowed to share it, but I mean, I can with all of the custody stuff, um, but oof. Okay, stop. So, since we've been introduced to our new therapist, Joe and I are finding just more ways of being better parents and how to support our children and typing the kids. So we say type the kids. It's like finding out what type they are and and what and how we can better support them and how we can better understand them and and uh you know when i think of jada and jordan and all the and all the you know confusion that they go through with having to go across the country and to share parents and 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 to not be able to um express themselves because unfortunately they were taken out of their their safe spot of having not having a therapist not by my doing um but um how how can we better support them in this and having our having our new therapist help us with that has been so so extremely helpful and just we're just grateful to be to be able to find a new way and and, when I, and I think about someone like you know like Bria who is completely different than the two others and same with Skyly, like all four of them and you can't you can't actually type out um a child until they're I think there's like five or six years old but when I think of the three Jordan Bria and Jada they are each in a different triad and when we're talking about those triads of how they lead with their heart their gut or their head and how they balance each other out is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And they just get along so well. And they they challenge each other in a beautiful way too. And it's just, um, I don't know, this is why I wanted to share it. Because this type of approach, it's been a long, it's been around for such a long time. But it's still not really known. Because I've talked about it to, for a, to a lot of people. And they've never heard of it. And I never heard of it, you know, until just a year ago. Um but, you know, even just, you know, trying to, you know, communication is number one. I, I trust and communication is number one with everything, with all relationships in the workplace, you know, professionally and personally. 
and when it comes to Joe and I, you know, like communicate, everything happens so fast and between blending our families, having a kid and just everything with, with the business is that to, to take a step back and just to focus on our communication and doing it through the Enneagram and better and being, being able to better understand each other. And I think that's what it really comes down to is like just feeling misunderstood a lot and how to communicate. Like I know that I don't communicate with him the same way I would communicate with my mom. I, I you know, th- that, that goes, you know, obviously it's obvious, but there is so many factors in our life of, you know, what shapes us. And the Enneagram is, it's a nature and nurture put together. It's not just, oh, you're a product of your environment or it's all about your genes. It's really about everything that you have experienced and what has shaped you. Um, so, you know, like we can joke about it a lot. And, you know, like if Joe and I are arguing, I'm like, okay, Enneagram, like his number. And then I'm like, yep, I'm being a three right now. I know my unhealthy three is coming out. You know, it's like a joke, but it really does help. And it brings some humor to it, but it also brings a lot of clarity to everything. So I don't want to talk like crazy amounts about this because it does get overwhelming, but I really wanted to introduce this to you guys. Um, and I, I want to provide more insight and more resources. If you're interested, you know, I've always been very open of having a therapist. I feel like everyone needs one. We can't just always have raw on our team to be our therapist, but my other therapist was amazing, but I did want to try something different. And, um, and this was just me listening to the podcast Enneagram and marriage and reaching out, going on their website and reaching out and saying, hey, I would love to be um, one of your clients. So let's get this started. And it's just, I think the pandemic was a great, great thing for some people because virtual therapy is freaking fantastic. And um, it's only just made me stronger as a leader and a partner and a mama. And, you know, I sometimes have to um, just find, yes, find that balance and prioritize. And I know that for me, um, being able to step back and embrace the moments and the time that I have with my family should be more of a priority. And I, yes, that three in me loves to achieve, 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 but at the same time, um, I have to figure out what's, you know, also most important to me too. So, I hope you enjoyed listening to this and if you guys enjoyed your first episode of shoot the shit with Brit, please reach out to me, send me a DM, shoot me a text. If you have my number, screenshot this, put it up. I'm all about feedback. I am very receptive to it, even if it's shitty. So, um, uh, we have a lot, a lot to, uh, share with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the support and, um, that's it. Power to the people.